Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me for this episode of the Loveland Libcast, I have two returning champions, Shane, our systems administrator. Shane, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks. Happy to be here. We also have returning Preston, our security monitor here at the library. Preston, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, how's it going? And we have a new podcast guest here. Very excited to welcome Jake, who is our customer service manager. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Daniel. Happy to be here. This is going to be a very fun episode, I think. But first, we know Shane and Preston. If you haven't <laughs> if you haven't met them yet, I highly recommend you go back and listen to our Star Wars versus Star Trek podcast. Some extensive voice acting in that last episode. <laughs> I remember, right? yeah. If you want to hear My career began and ended. If you want to hear a great Yoda impression, listen to that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll go with that one. <laughs> so we will get to know you, Jake, a little bit before we dive into things. How long have you been at the Loveland Public Library? And I gave your title here, but what exactly does your job entail? Well, I started here at Loveland Public in uh, January of this year. So just coming up on my first year, not all that long, but blink and you miss it. It's, yeah, feels not nearly that long. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as you said, Daniel, I'm the operations and customer service manager here at Loveland. I think of it as logistics or the nuts and bolts of the library. So our division within Loveland Public is in charge of when you return a book, we put it back on the shelf. When you request a book on hold, we're the ones who go and get it. We're the people you see at the circulation desk or at the security desk right when you come in. Um, He's my boss. Yep. So Preston and I work, work very closely together. My job kind of has two halves. There's that customer service half, which is all about helping people get the stuff at the library they need or helping them understand what we even have to offer. And then the operations side is uh, stuff like our security, safety, and the building itself. We all wear a lot of hats, and, and I, <laughs> I seem to have a few. <laughs> yeah. You also have fantastic hair. Thank you. Like, it is always... What's left of it. And I don't wake up looking like this. This is well, no, several I... several seconds every morning. <laughs> go go into this, this do. I specifically had his made make me hats, so I didn't have to spend any time on that. <laughs> nice. My hair actually used to be uh, the, the same color as Daniel's before I was a library director. So let that be a lesson. <laughs> any, any prospective directors out there, it'll aid you. Speaking of being a library director, turning your hair gray, mm -hmm. what is your library background? <laughs> sure. So I, I came here to Loveland uh, from Wyoming, where I was born and raised and grew up. I did go to elementary school in Rangeley, Colorado. So I'd like to think I have some Colorado bona fides. Really a Wyomingite at heart. In 2013, I'm coming up on my 10th year in the industry, my hometown library in Riverton, Wyoming was hiring in their teen area. I'm one of your accidental librarians, was badly in need of a job, and they were hiring, they hired me, and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, I spent five and a half years as executive director of the Carbon County Library System in Wyoming. Carbon County is the size of Delaware with 16,000 people living in it. Wide open spaces. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a really good learning experience. Yeah, kind of done a little of everything and have wound up here and I'm, I'm really loving it. People always ask us what our favorite thing about working here at Loveland Public Library is. And for me, from day one, it's been the people. 
it's been a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. We're certainly fortunate to have you here and it's been wonderful to work with you. What we are going to do today to help everyone celebrate and wrap up 2022, we are going to talk about our favorite things, our favorite book of 2022, movie, TV series, and game. And game is very broad. The catch with this conversation is it doesn't have to be new in 2022. It can be something that we experience for the first time. So we will start with our favorite book of 2022. I think and we should um, give everybody a warning. There's probably going to be spoilers. Oh, yeah. For oh, everything. Okay. That's, um, that's great. We'll put in the spoiler zone sound effect. Because I didn't uh, prepare properly, so who knows what's going to come out. Spoiler zone. All right. Now we've played the spoiler zone sound effect, so you all know that you're in the spoiler zone. Things will get spoiled. Shane, what was your favorite book of 2022? I thought about this and I had like six different books and I crossed them all off. I'm like, you know what? These weren't my favorites. I think I kind of hated most of them. Mm. Um, <laughs> to be frank, I was, you know, at this point, I, I, I didn't like them. Finally, I settled on, um, I don't know when it came out, but it's a trilogy called Wayward Pines. And it was recommended to me because it has a very similar sort of vibe, I guess, as uh, Twin Peaks. I read the first book in that trilogy and part of the second one. The second one is awful. The first one, though, great book, self-contained. It has a little science fiction twist at the end that I won't spoil. So we're out of the spoiler zone. Wayward Pines. By um, Blake Crouch. Blake Crouch. Yeah, okay, yeah. Wayward Pines by Blake Crouch. Only read the first one. Didn't they make that into a TV show? They did. It flopped. Well, so don't yeah. watch that. I mean, no, I did. The other two books. Like, maybe just the first episode. Just maybe, yeah, the first episode, the first book. Move on okay. after that. Not really sure we sold this very well. Sometimes that's all you need. It's mm -hmm. a new hope, and they didn't give Chewbacca a medal. So still mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it all the time. Keep me waiting. Well, thank you for that recommendation. Yeah, of course, Preston. How about you? Whew. Uh, I don't know if I can name a favorite book. For this year, I've kind of been in the same. That's, um, that's what we're I, doing. I also right? had, I was really in. We lasted like, one book and then the premise. <laughs> it, this year has been, for me, it's all been about spooky stuff. Okay. Um, like I've been really into horror, especially like creature horror this year. And I just haven't really found anything that's really scratched that itch for me yet. But I did come across a few. First of all, the non-YA or children's books of the New Republic series. I read the first two books that came out for that and they were solid so give those a look if you're you know into the wars and searching for something to kind of fill the gap there and i also started reading it's called in the name of the wind by patrick rothfuss i think his name is he's only got two and like a quarter books out because there's a, a third little novella that i haven't actually read yet and it's kind of an adult themed harry potter sort of not really, because the magic works a little different in it, uh, but it's solid. It's a good read. Just interesting. Yeah, great you know? world building. I really like their magic system. It's like Harry Potter, you just say some made up Latin-esque sounding words <laughs> and something happens. But Name of the Wind is well thought out. And the, like the use of the magic is hefty. Like there's a cost yeah. to it and you have to be very cautious of how you're using it. Otherwise, you know. Have you two read the Earthsea series? That's kind of a no. similar vein. Magic systems and whatnot. There's some good ones this year, but honestly, uh, books weren't my favorite thing of 2022. And that's usually opposite of what my case usually is. So 
Jake, what was your favorite book of 2022? I don't think I read a single book published in 2022 in 2022. I did have one that I found just really, really interesting this year. So I'd heard about it, I think on NPR or something, they'd mentioned, oh, there's this cool book about the water crisis in the West. I think we've spent all summer hearing about how Lake Mead and Lake Powell might run out of water and, and all that that entails, the whole Colorado Basin, which is pretty pertinent to us here. You might not realize it, but here in Loveland, a lot of our water comes from the other side of the Continental Divide. So yeah, it just seemed like, man, that is that is timely. That is interesting. I, I want to read that. So the book is called Cadillac Desert by Mark Reisner. And imagine my surprise when I discovered it was published three years before I was born. <laughs> Just fascinating to read. And, and it gave a really interesting history of water development in the nation and, and especially the West and kind of how we got to this point. And then just the warnings that I heard all summer on the news, this guy had in his book that, that came out in 1986. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just incredible, like how much of the dams out West are the product of like one man's ego. It's just like, I'm going to build dams. That's what I do. We might not need them. We might not be able to afford them, but we're going to build them. And, and now they're filling up with silt instead of water and, and not, not serving their intended purposes. So well, yeah, yeah. You're telling me with men with big egos have made horrible consequences for everybody else. <laughs> I sure am. Just kind of gave me some more insights yeah. into what's going to be a long-running issue out here in the West. Yeah. So, highly recommend it. Well, thank you for that. My favorite book of 2022, I read this when I went to PLA in Portland. This was the book I took along with me, and I really enjoyed it. An American Marriage by Tayari Jones. It's a book about a relationship, really. It's about a young black couple in the South and a very traumatic experience that they go through and how that shapes their lives. The guy in the relationship gets incarcerated for something he didn't do. It's like a character study kind of book. I really enjoyed it. Let's go ahead and move on to our favorite movie of 2022. This time, Jake, mm -hmm. I'm going to start with you. Sure. I'm going to cheat just a little bit because I saw it right at the very, very end of 2021, and it is my new favorite holiday movie, The Green Knight, starring Dev Patel. I thought it was a really neat modern example of magical realism. There weren't sorcerers fighting or anything like that. It was just weird, but like good weird. Yeah. Kind of like a little spooky weird, but not all the way. Just strange. Was it kind of like a Guillermo del Toro movie? Because I think that kind of has the magical realism. Very similar vibes. Okay. Yep. And it's all set around Yule. Oh, okay. So that's what makes it kind of a... Ho oh, cool. Yep. The Green Knight shows up on Christmas night. Highly recommend that. It's my new favorite Yule movie, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to check it out this, yeah, yep. this holiday try to, season. Try to squeeze it in between the, I think, 46 new Hallmark Christmas movies this year. <laughs> yeah. um, you, won't, you won't regret it. <laughs> well, I always like to watch It's a Wonderful Life sure. and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But maybe this will be the triumvirate. Oh, that goes to a Christmas story. But oh. <laughs> Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. That. This, is, this is definitely top five for, for holiday Cool. Movies. I'll add it Excellent. to my Santa Claus trilogy where I take the third one off because that one's terrible. Yes. And it'll be The Green Knight. The Green Knight. Instead. Absolutely. <laughs> Preston, what was your favorite movie of 2022? Oh, man. It's going to take a minute. I think starting out the year, though, um, it was one that was supposed to come out pre-pandemic antlers a guillermo del toro movie mm. if you're looking for a good monster movie like creature flick like i am um that one solid got a real monster in it it's not like oh the monster is in your mind all the time no it's like this thing's gonna eat you i just saw black adam which ranks 
way up there. The Rock, just being The Rock, and it's just a great film. Oh, The Batman came out this year, didn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Robert Pattinson. Um, yeah. Oh, Patty Pat. That was good. Yeah. And I'm not a Robert Pattinson fan. I'm not a Batman fan, but I enjoyed it. Oh. <laughs> His superpower is he's rich. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Which is realistic, but... <laughs> I mean, obviously, anybody that saw me walking through the library on Halloween, I am a Batman fan. Yeah. I just thoroughly enjoyed the Batman. A lot of critiques for the movie as a whole. Like Batman really didn't do anything in that entire movie. Like he didn't save anybody. He got beat up a lot. Yeah, he did, you know. And he finally wears eye makeup, which is, you know, <laughs> step one in putting on the bat. Yeah. Three movies, three recommendations. Shane. What is your favorite movie of 2022? I didn't watch a lot of movies this year. Ultimately, the things that stand out, I'm hard-pressed to recommend it. In the 80s, before the Soviet Union became not the Soviet Union, there was a production of Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. And it's truly awful. But it's a really entertaining watch. The soundtrack is brilliant. It's like weird... 80s folktronic. I don't know. The opening track alone is beautiful. The acting is way over the top. But oh, unlike Peter Jackson, it has Tom Bombadil in it. Oh. So that, that's a pretty big selling point. Yeah. So, and then beginning of the year, this came out last year, and I guess it is a bit of a movie, but it is an episode. The Get Back documentary that Peter Jackson did yeah. about the Beatles. I really enjoyed that. That was good. A lot of unseen footage. You could just get to see the four of them just vamping and then just that creative process yeah. of like just strumming on a bass guitar and then like, oh, this could be a riff. Oh, this could be Get Back. This could be <laughs> yeah. a big single. That part was amazing to yeah. watch. And, you know, it's candid. I really enjoyed that, actually, especially as somebody who like plays guitar a bit. I don't know. Just after watching it, I'm like, I need to go get my guitar. I need to go play music. <laughs> you know, I would rank it up with some of the best music documentaries like The Last Waltz, Martin Scorsese, yep. with the band, Stop Making Sense with Talking Heads. I would rank it up with those. All right. Thank you. Okay. And my favorite movie, I've already mentioned this on the podcast at least once, but I went and saw Smile because I also mm. like scary movies awesome horror movie because i am one who i like the monster in your mind its presence isn't actually on the screen because after a while that just kills it for me where it's like hey it's that clown again i'm not afraid of you anymore you i'm not scared of you murder clown i've seen you before <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. at one point like threw my hands up in front of my face and i felt like such a dork after that but i was so on edge it's the best horror movie i've seen in quite a long it time it looks terrifying yeah, I'll give that one a try. Yeah. Let's start with you for this category, Preston, favorite TV series. That's oh, going to be another long one. All I do is go on and on. <laughs> I guess the big one of the year, Obi-Wan. It's one of those ones where it was great and I loved it. I don't think there needs to be a season two of Obi-Wan, but it definitely showed that we need a season one of Vader. That, I think, was maybe even the best part. That's the Phantom Menace. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> we need just a Vader. I don't know, just Vader force choking people. Yeah, like, Vader episode one and a half would be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't, maybe just a Vader movie. Um, but I think it really scratched or, like, awakened the itch. That I just want more Darth Vader mm -hmm. as Darth Vader. Because um, he's just being a jerk the whole, you know, up, up until the end there. He's just doing the best that he can to make everybody hate him. And <laughs> like, so that was really good. Um, I, really enjoyed I, I still hated the, the child actors more than Darth Vader. 
they, they killed. They're the true villains. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my word. Yep. Oh, and the one really bad chase scene in the forest. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, not so, um, you know, like I said, the best part about Obi Wan was not Obi Wan. Um, it was for me. It was Vader. Yep. Um, like when he just rips the spaceship out of the sky. Like, get out of here. That's yeah, so more awesome. Of that. Yeah. Um, Less toddler chases in the woods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the front, like, I have a hard time walking right now. I could have caught that toddler. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> throw something at it. Exactly. Like, yeah. uh, um, what else came out this year? We had um, the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Rings of Power, so yeah. People love it or hate it. I enjoyed it. It is emphatically. Fan fiction based on the appendices of Lord of the Rings because they have this whole rights issue where the Tolkien estate would not let them have the rights to the Second Age. So knowing that going into it, I, I quite enjoyed it. I need to know. I understand exactly. the critiques. I need to know exactly what they had the rights. Was it just the appendices? I know they didn't have the Silmarillion, mm-hmm. but you know, I think they, they had the rights to the appendices and then like a handful of the letters and stuff. I'm not certain. Maybe some of the unfinished tales. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What, they spent like a billion dollars on it, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Something crazy. Most like expensive that? television series ever made. Yeah, to me, it's worth it just for Galadriel. You could care less about the Hobbits. I'm anti Hobbit. Um, Proto Hobbits, whatever. Yeah, Harfoots. <laughs> Harfoots. Yeah. There's no Tom Bombadil, and I I will be till the end of time harping about the lack of Tom Bombadil in Lord of the Rings. No, okay. he's an elder god. He's he he was before. <laughs> he was there at the beginning. There alone in the silence before the universe was created. Yeah. Now he just lives alone in the woods with his elven girlfriend. <laughs> and he's got he's got yellow boots. You know, and he's a merry fellow. All right, I'm sold as long as he's not a hobbit. No, I don't no. know why I have a thing against hobbits, but I'm like, <laughs> it's Lord. The whole thing is about hobbits. It's the hairy foots that get it for me. Well, don't look at them. You can't Proud not feet. look at them. It's like being do, like, don't they look, do linger a little bit. Don't look at that purple elephant over there. It's like, don't look at his hair. If you need like exposure there, I've got like don't fake hobbit feet at home that you can wear around. But put on boots, man. Like. Wild, free, and hungry. That's the Hobbit way. I mean, I am down with, like, I'll eat second breakfast all day long. It's purely about the foots for me. <laughs> Shane, <laughs> what is your favorite TV show of 2022? You were just talking about the Obi-Wan, a little more low-key, the Andor series that's been yes. coming out. I watched it on a whim and suddenly became a huge fan of it because it's got real... Blade Runner vibes to it, especially yeah. the aesthetics. The soundtrack is real synthwave, like Vangelis did for Blade Runner. It has Andy Serkis in it, who plays a great role. It's like the Star Wars without the laser swords, which is something I didn't know I wanted. And almost without blasters. There's just a lot of tension building. Well, and and shot in the head some of those. First five minutes. Well, there's that. But that's, 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 there's what? There's a handful of like scenes where there's real. Violence. There's, there's a little blasting. But you can, you a little can bit. swap out the Light Star blasting. Wars for like a World War II and it would still stand strong. Great pick, Shane. Jake, yep. what was your favorite TV series? This sure. Year? So we already talked about Rings of Power. I'm going to split mine up a little bit here. So I enjoyed House of the Dragon, but not as much as I thought I would. So I was talking to it with a friend of mine, and he really summed it up well, where he described it as a period piece set within a broader fantasy universe. And that was so true. I also really enjoyed Netflix has this science fiction anthology series called Love, Death and Robots. Third season came out in May, I think, of this year. Um, And it was just a good continuation of that. I love anthologies and short stories generally, just as a format. And these are fun in that they're just so wide ranging. They're all really short. They're like 10, 15 minutes long. Some are like 
cute and funny. Some are brutal and violent. Is it like Twilight Zone in that it's just you're kind of dropped into different unrelated stories? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep, very much like totally different animation styles, different writers. In the second season, there was one based on a short story that I thought I was the only one on the planet who'd ever read. I have it <laughs> in a short, like a sci-fi short story compilation from like the 80s that I just own in hardcover. Highly recommend it. They're quick and just really cool. And if you didn't like one of them, watch the next one. It'll be completely different. Yeah. My favorite TV series of 2022, this is very niche. I know it's not for everyone. The Rehearsal with Nathan Fielder, who is responsible for one of my favorite shows of all time. Nathan for you, reality comedy show. And The Rehearsal is just bonkers. I don't even really know how to describe it. He tries to help people. Like the first episode is a guy wants to admit to one of his friends that he's been deceptive about his education background. He told this trivia night group that he had a master's degree and he didn't. So Nathan convinces him that they will remake the setting, the pub that they're going to have this conversation at, and they're just going to rehearse it. So they're going to rehearse every possible outcome of this conversation. And then they actually do it. He actually invites his, his friend. And they have this conversation. That's just the first episode. And then it just goes off the rails. Unlike anything I've seen. I'll just start with this last category, favorite game. So I'm going to plug the Time Emporium Escape Room in Loveland. I have now done all of their escape rooms. I did two of them with my mom when she came to visit. My mom loves escape rooms. And then I did one with a couple staff members here. Just for fun, I'm a big escape room fan. The more immersive it is, the better for me. I like to feel like I'm in a different place. And those were really great. Uh, all the ones I did there, they look awesome. They're very immersive and they're very fun. Shane, what was your favorite game of 2022? Yeah, actually, I played this Alien, like Ridley Scott Alien tabletop RPG. Very, very good. It's called Alien? It's called Alien, yeah. Cool. It's called Alien, the tabletop RPG, I think. I think they've got a couple style. different scenarios out for it now, if I saw. Yeah, there are, yeah. And you can play, you know, as a human, you can play as the robots, mm -hmm. uh... There's also concepts of having uh, people with like ulterior motives. Oh, so feed you to the alien. But, uh, well, <laughs> yeah. In, in one scenario, we had a character whose real goal, secretly, was to actually get a specimen back. Oh, to the Paul the corporation. Yes, there shouldn't uh, be a surprise to anybody. Can you be, in, this can can you be is someone an android? Yes, you can. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, you someone can have, a cat. <laughs> you can and. Uh, <laughs> But that adds a whole other layer, yeah. too, because you find out at the end, like, oh, you've been sabotaging this entire yes. time. We're all going to die. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I Ooh. love being a saboteur. It's honestly one of the best tabletops. That's I've very ever cool. I'm yeah. going to look at this. Especially if you like Alien. Yes. So. And I enjoy I those almost cooperative games where it's like, it's you guys versus the game. My friends and I used to play a lot of Pandemic back before we mm. all lived through mm -hmm. one. <laughs> it became kind of less fun. But yeah, it was cool that we weren't competing with each other. It was us versus yeah. the Pandemic or the Alien. That's really the spirit of this is it is cooperative. Mm -hmm. But again, you may have a character who is, they yeah. need to be cooperative cooperative but at the same time advancing their own goals yeah cool. yeah preston boy the big win i think for me this year has been 
Star Wars Armada and Star Wars Legion, uh, two miniature games, board games, kind of like Alien. Armada being the one where you buy ships and have... I haven't actually figured out how to play the game yet. Like, I've been slowly reading through it, and I just started painting my miniatures, which has been a doozy, because it turns out you should probably look up how to paint miniatures before you start painting miniatures. So I've had to repaint my stormtroopers like I'm on the third time now because I've done it wrong every time. <laughs> Aren't they just white? Yeah, there's like well, yeah, white's the hardest miniature color to. Yeah. <laughs> well, but can you just drop them green in again? And... <laughs> but turns out that if you buy the wrong primer and then buy the wrong paint, then oh. you've got bits of things. So then I had to spray paint with actual pot primer, and now I'm like getting into it. And yeah, <sighs> that smells like paint. There's paint on the table. Still. Pushing people to get in. I'm like, I got the base game. All you need to get is that rebel scum ship stuff. Don't look at me. <laughs> I know. The Empire did nothing wrong. I know. We're <laughs> going to have to reduce unemployment on Alderaan to zero. Yep. Like, if nothing else. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for that. Very cryptic. <laughs> Foreboding endorsement. Oh, that's the Star Destroyer, Shane. Like... <laughs> Jake, what was your favorite game of 2022? Yeah, uh, so my favorite game of 2022 is apparently my favorite game ever. Um, just a couple of months ago, I clicked over my thousandth hour Sid Meier Civilization VI. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Which, like, t in my defense, did come out six years ago. So that comes out to about three hours a week, which I think is, is sane. Yeah. I just love the, the Civilization series. I've been playing them since, I think, Civ Three back in the day. My issue with these games is you have to do something other than just attack. Mm -hmm. I like the idea of like, oh, I got to manage my economy, but it's really just how many people can I throw at this problem? And you, that's you can throw even more with a well-managed economy. I know, and that's, <laughs> that's the part I never get to. That's they're why. Like, oh, do you want to be friends? And I'm like, no, attack. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap things up, let's just go around and say one thing that we're excited about for 2023 might be a favorite thing of next year, and. Jake, I'll start with you this time. Yeah. Uh, early release access to Kerbal Space Program 2 oh. comes out in February, yes. and I am super excited. Yes. I bought early access when the original game came out. I've been a supporter of the project since, like, day one. I've learned more about math and orbital dynamics from playing this video game over several years than in years of school. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so just really stoked for the next iteration in that. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. Be a real rocket scientist just playing Kerbal Space Pretty Program. Pretty much. I couldn't have told you what apoapsis meant before I started <laughs> playing this, but it's become a big part of my life. <laughs> and Preston, something you're looking forward to in 2023. You know... Anything nerdy that's going to happen is like I'm real excited about. Like even if it's not like something that I'm necessarily into, I get so excited just for everybody else getting excited. I'm like, I'm going to go nerd on this too. Let's anything nerd related. I'm ready for it. Let's bring it on. All right. And Shane, do you have something? Yeah. The people who made Skyrim, their um, Starfield is supposed to oh, come yeah, out yeah, early yeah. next year. So other than that, Indiana Jones is a new one coming out next year. Maybe the second Dune is coming out next year. That's right. So that'd be cool. And who maybe Winds of Winter will come out next wow. year. Well, <laughs> we'll have to have an The Winds we'll of Winter was we'll not released in 2023. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We'll have an emergency podcast if <laughs> yes. it comes out. I will read it in the first week. Well, thank you for those, Shane. Those are exciting things coming out. For myself, hopefully Elden Ring was my honorable mention. Hopefully that has DLC or an expansion or something. That would be really great. Uh, yeah. That, to come I mean, out next year. Like, it could have been better in a lot of ways, but like... 
it's hard to criticize because you're like, this is so fun. Well, I want to thank you all for this very fun episode. I love chatting about pop culture and books and movies and games and stuff with all of you. Thank you so much for doing this. Shane, Preston, Jake, thanks for being on the Loveland Libcast. We will have to do this again soon and talk about something. It sounds like Lord of the Rings. We will just have to chat about at some point. Thank you all at home or wherever you're listening to this for joining us for this episode of the Loveland Libcast. And we will talk to you all later. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to Daniel at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-T-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.